Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. After vacationing across America and throughout Europe, this holiday season, the Griswolds are going to play it safe. Staying at home. I give you the Griswold family Christmas tree. Hope you're not getting sap all over your sweater, Clark. All Clark wants is a quiet, old-fashioned Christmas. I'm sorry. Got a little knot here. Do work on that. What he's going to get is the gift that keeps on living. Merry Christmas. His family. We didn't come to impose. <laughs> oh, hell, there's plenty of room. Do you sleep with your brother? Do you know how sick and twisted that is, Mom? Well, I'm sleeping with your father. Have you got a kiss for me? Eh, you better take a rain check on that, Art. He's got a lip fungus they ain't identified yet. everyone come in come in from the cold take off your boots don't track snow in oh don't leave them there you're gonna leave a puddle god damn it <laughs> angry so fast yeah, we we're supposed to be like a, a inviting character well <laughs> you just turn close into a- the door it's cold <laughs> rob wanted to do a more authentic family christmas i gotta be honest i've been drinking <laughs> <laughs> welcome to rewatchability it's our christmas episode And we want to say Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays to all of our listeners. We hope that you're somewhere warm with, like, some family members who you're ignoring because you have your earbuds in. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully we're saving you from some awkward conversation. (laughs) You're just listening to our awkward conversation. Yeah, like... Like the Wizard of Oz and Dark Side of the Moon, this podcast perfectly syncs up with your family Christmas dinner. So just get those earbuds in. We'll tell you when to nod and when to smile. (laughs) But so today we have a modern Christmas classic that we're going to talk about. Before we do that, we want to thank our Patreons, our Christmas family, the family who gives us one, three, five dollars a month. And we give them like the podcast early. That's our gift to you. Uh, And also some special bonus content every once in a while. We have two bonus. Bonus episodes this month, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We've got one we talked about recent movies we saw, and we're going to do a Star Wars thing for Star Wars Day. So if you (laughs) want to know what Christmas is called now. (laughs) Okay. I can see Star Wars Day eventually superseding Christmas. They're getting up there. It's like, what, they're a week off? Two weeks? We got, like, Messiah characters in both of them. Yeah. The Death Star. And isn't Jediism, like, officially a religion in some countries? (laughs) Yeah. Very lax countries. Anyway, so thanks, Patreons. 
We're going to talk about Christmas Vacation. It's a modern classic, 1989. It was written by John Hughes and directed by Jeremiah Chenchik. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Which is, uh, I learned today, not a pseudonym that John Hughes made up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a real guy. <laughs> I was surprised, too. Let's go around the circle and talk about our first warm Christmas Yuletide memories of... A Christmas Vacation. A National Lampoon's A Christmas Vacation. I think it's just Christmas Vacation. I don't think there's a... Okay. This well, is, isn't it called National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation? National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. But presumably uh, the Griswolds had no, other Christmas no. vacations. Was this the only one where they didn't have to work? Well, this, this this is the not a vacation. Yeah. <laughs> really. Like, they stay vacation. at home. Yeah. yeah, that's true. And actually, Chevy Chase is at his job for like much of the movie. Yeah. yeah. That's something I didn't realize rewatching it. I was like, why is he still going back to his job? I guess it was a vacation for his in-laws. But yeah. we don't follow them. They're old. They don't work. They're retired. Yeah, Everything's but, a vacation. But they travel to stay with uh, yeah. Chevy Chase. But That's, it wasn't even yeah. for his, like, Eddie. He's, like, living in that van. So yeah. Every day is a vacation when you own a mobile home. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. there you go. Well, so when was the first time, Blaine, that you saw this film? I've been watching this film almost every Christmas since I was, like, a little kid. Since it, Maybe, like, a few years after it came out. A tradition. Yeah, it was a tradition. I, this is another one that, that I had on VHS. And so there were a lot of things that were censored in it. There were a lot of scenes that were, like, cut out. Wait, on VHS? Yeah, because I taped it off oh, of okay. the TV. Because right. uh, uh, you're yeah. a criminal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, you actually could Criminals take things get off the, the TV <laughs> back then. You could do that legally. Which was I nice. don't think that was technically legal. What? Really? I mean, I don't think anyone's going to... I think the statute of limitations is up. But okay, I don't think all Interpol and see. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I, when I rewatch it, I always see scenes that I'm like, oh, that's a little risque for a kid's movie because it always seemed like a kid's movie to me. And I keep on finding it funny, but it's, I don't know, it's kind of wearing thin now. I, this, is like, oh. this is like the 20th time I've watched it. And so... Yeah, anyway, we'll talk about that. Mm-hmm. What, what about you, Jam? Yeah, I don't exactly remember the first time I saw it. I remember seeing it in the video store when I was a kid mm. and wondering what it was. And like I was probably a little too young for it and thinking it was weird that there was a Christmas movie that like wasn't geared towards my demographic. You know and what I mean? on the cover, it looks like Santa Claus is being electrocuted or something. Yeah, well, I, did, yeah. I didn't literally think it was Santa Claus, but it does, I did think <laughs> I that, <laughs> I do remember the first time I watched it being like, when's that thing going to happen? When is he going to dress up like Santa and actually get electrocuted? And it never happens. He just kind of yeah. like falls off a ladder Big when he's putting some Christmas lights. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of. <laughs> Not rewatchable. <laughs> <laughs> and we're done. Thanks so much for listening. No, but it, this became a movie that I don't think I've ever been that passionate about, but it's one that I watched every year. I remember one year, I, like, I often watched it with my dad. I remember one year we were watching it on TV, and even though... They used to show like the uncensored version on TV. That year, they showed the censored version oh. that, that you got, and I was so pissed off. I turned it off and in protest, and uh, and my dad went out and got the DVD. So all, all of the cuss words would be intact <laughs> on Jesus's birthday. That's <laughs> really, save Christmas. Yeah. That's really fucking nice of your dad. Yeah, it was nice, and yeah, uh, yeah. as a motherfucking hero. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, no, it's it's like one of those movies that I did watch every year for a long time. Like you, I guess. Maybe Maybe it wore a little thin because I haven't watched it in probably at least five years. Yeah. Like, I think, I don't know if it's to the movie's detriment or if I just got sick of it, but we'll we'll get into that when we talk about the movie. But what about you, Rob? 
Well, I don't think this is a movie that I actually have watched like all the way through. I think I've seen it on TV like various times, um, right. but I never really enjoyed. I don't know. Like, I, I didn't really like Chevy Chase. Maybe I did. I don't know. Anyway, I didn't watch it. It seemed kind of dumb. So I just never sort of like included it in my like Christmas canon. Right. You know? And I don't love Christmas movies, so it's not like I'm going to like race out and... Uh, this month's been hard on you. Yeah. <laughs> it's a real trial. To be fair, you. we did like two Christmas movies and a Star Trek movie, so... <laughs> yeah, well... <laughs> Christmas that adjacent. That good. Yeah. <laughs> but so... I didn't see it. So this, I think this was the first time I actually like sat down and watched it all the way through. What, really? Yeah. You have yeah. a pained look on your face when you say that. <laughs> like wincing. Uh, you, know, you know, we'll see how it goes. <laughs> how it went. People well, are felt. turning this off right now because they're like, I love that movie. They're diehard fans of this movie. Well, I understand, and I was one of them. I understand people have like a special place in their hearts for it because, you know, you just see it every year and it becomes like one of those Christmas traditions. Yeah. Um, I just had The Shining. This <laughs> tradition. What really? Parents trying to torture you? No, I feel like they showed it on TBS on Christmas weekend or Chris, like on Christmas right. or maybe Boxing Day. Yeah, the twenty-four hour Kubrick marathon. I just remember watching <laughs> The Shining on Christmas. <laughs> of all the Kubrick movies, you think you'd watch Eyes Wide Shut because that one actually takes place at Christmas. Yeah, yeah this one has snow though. Yeah. 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 Well, that's true. It is yeah. snowy. It was a maze. And there's a lot of, like, family squabbling. Yeah. Which is, oh, yeah, for which sure. is a really, like, soft way of describing what happens in that movie. Yeah, and someone has an axe, which he used to chop down a tr- Christmas tree, you know? Well, yeah. You just put it through a door. Doesn't, like, Jack Nixon break through a door with the axe and go, here's Santa? Am I mixing that no. up? No? Okay. <laughs> Anyway, don't laugh at that. No, I'm I'm laughing at that's the silence idea. around that. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's good. Yeah, so I didn't see it, but I I did watch it this time, so I am prepared to slay down the plot. If you guys want me to. Okay, now you're not even laughing at the silence. No, I just I think that's great. Merry are Christmas. You, are you going to do this? <laughs> <laughs> you Santa puns the entire way through with the rundown? I'm going to try. That's I'm great. Try. I wish you would ho, ho, hold off on them. <laughs> I hate myself for saying that. <laughs> wait, wait, just to your point of like the fandom behind this movie, like this movie has become kind of like just a cultural touchstone. Like if someone gets a giant Christmas tree, like they say, oh, yeah. you know, it's a Griswold's. Yeah. Tree. Apparently, like, when people, like, over-decorate their house, they call yes. it, like, a Griswold family. Absolutely. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, f- I feel like every year there's at least, like, an, one news story about, like, a local house that is really garish and awful, and people are like, it's a real-life Griswold. And yeah. isn't there that thing, Griswold's disease? This <laughs> 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 turns you into a huge jerk. Yeah. <laughs> you just become an actor no one wants to work with. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Well, so, like, any Christmas movie, it sort of starts off with, like, some, like, nice, like, you know, animated credits. That's yeah. That's like, the nice part. We get, yeah, like... Santa going around? And a, a Christmas song. Mavis Staples does, like, a Christmas vacation song called Christmas Vacation. Mm-hmm. And I, like... I'm surprised it ever became, like, a holiday classic. Have you guys ever heard that outside of the movie? No, never. No. It's kind of catchy. Like, I yeah. still kind of have it in my head. It's kind of... It's a really lazy Christmas song. Vacation. Yeah. Well, also like, like you're in your favorite chair was Magnog with that song. Yeah, yeah, it's not a great song. It's kind of like not that dissimilar from the song in the first vacation, which is Holiday Row. <laughs> you know, oh. both kind of boring songs. <laughs> and the music, like the score. I remember right. one of the weirdest things I noticed, like when I was watching this movie in high school, is Angelo. 
Badalamente, is that how you say his name? I believe so. Who did? Who famously <laughs> does the Twin Peaks Almost score? Only works with David Lynch, <laughs> yeah, as far as I know. <laughs> I was expecting there to be like weird industrial noises. Yeah, and like <laughs> I needed the music for this movie, the score for. Yeah, that's so weird. Yeah, don't you remember that scene where like it just focused on the Christmas scene and there's like a saw blade? <laughs> that's him. <laughs> Oh, weird. It's weird. But so it starts out with the Griswolds. They're they're going somewhere in the family car. Yeah. It's to pick out the Griswold family Christmas tree. Big tradition. And it's kind of a funny scene. They forgot to bring, like, the saw. And they, like, do you guys do that? Do you guys ever go out and get the real Christmas tree? No, I was, we always had a fake tree. But, like, I don't know. We, a big tree, the big live tree, I think it was too expensive for us. We were like, nah, we'd rather spend that on, like, Presence yeah, stuff. that's why you go into the woods. <laughs> My dad did that. <laughs> we drag us out to the woods to get a Christmas tree one time. You mean like not, not one of those places where you pay for no Christmas tree? Like, no. like literally just someone's property? Well, it could have been Crown Land. <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah. So, so the that's Queen's everybody's. property. <laughs> yeah. Oh, shit. I could be hung for that. Yeah. So you actually, could be hung. you actually went out and chopped down a Christmas tree? Yeah. I lived in Northern Ontario. You're so Canadian. That's amazing. Yeah. With like a bear claw in your hand, Timmy's in the other. I went. I went to uh, one of those lots where you pay for your Christmas tree and then go out and cut it down, which is kind of what they do here. But then we only did that once because that seems really dumb. Yeah. Where like, you pay to cut it down? Yeah, you pay like the same amount for your Christmas tree, but then you get the added fun of like doing a bunch of work. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty funny. Yeah, it was weird, and yeah, it wasn't fun. But there was a, like a deleted scene in this movie because I don't know if you noticed, but because they don't bring a saw, but they dig out the roots of their Christmas tree, which would be super hard yeah. to do with your hands in the dead of, of winter. Yeah. yeah, so apparently there's a deleted scene. Actually, when I got that DVD of it, the back of the DVD has a picture of Clark and his wife talking to this guy in a filthy Santa suit, like lounging on some lawn furniture. Right. And he, they go back and say, hey, like, hey, can we have a saw? And he says, no, he's sorry, you don't get any. You have to bring your own saw. And Clark kind of like lays down the line and he goes to get something from his shed and Chevy Chase is like, you see, you just got to know how to talk to these guys. And then he comes out with a shovel. Right. And that was leading to the joke of That's the... That's pretty uh, funny. Although the cutting from them, like, not bringing a saw to, like, the roots sticking out of the back of the... Sort of works. Yeah. Yeah, I never really even funny. really thought about it until this year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I never thought about the logistics of... Because it is also, like, kind of a cartoon, this whole movie. Oh, the whole movie. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. Anyways, it's Christmas. Clark Griswold, he really wants to have, like, this big family Christmas, the one that he's always sort of wanted. And, like, both the in-laws are going to be coming into town and so it's got to be like a really big deal. And his wife, Ellen, warns him like not to build it up in his head. He always has this tendency to like want things to be perfect and then it'll turn into a disaster. Mm-hmm. But so we have the Griswold family. There's Rusty. And that's that's in that scene where he's covered in sap from putting that putting the Christmas tree up. Right. And he's like trying to peel a magazine off and he's stuck in her. I found that scene so hilarious. It is hilarious. Yeah. Funny. That's the stuff I responded to more with Chevy Chase's physicality in this was like the small moments, like his, yeah, his hands sticking to the magazine or like what he does with like the cat in the box later on. Oh, yeah. Oh, man, that's so funny. He's more cat in the box. Yeah. Whereas like, you know, when he's falling off a ladder, I feel like I don't, I don't really find that funny anymore. Yeah. Because I've fallen off a lot of ladders and it hurts. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's his deadpan nature that really sells those little moments. They're so good. Yeah. 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 Well, so he's also like, 
at his job, he works for this like kitchen chemical company or something like that, and he's like his boss is like a jerk. But Bill Murray's brother, right? Yeah, yeah BDM. Doyle. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> is BDM. that what BDM stands for? <laughs> yeah, he so. listens to really cool music too. <laughs> Brian Doyle Murray. Yeah, okay. He's like he's like doing like peak rich asshole white guy in this like and oh, yeah. he's like perfected the genre like if anything I <laughs> yeah. mean give Bill Murray his credit but. he's also like a rich asshole in two Christmas movies cause he's Frank's dad in Scrooged yeah oh, he's right. the guy who says why don't you go out and get a job and buy a choo choo ah Scrooge is so good yeah 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 Anyway, so he's planning to use his Christmas bonus because he's like he's made a down payment on like a pool, mm-hmm. you know, and he says it's like for the family. Like it's is a theme that keeps on coming up. Like he wants to be like the good dad, even though he's like not a always like a good person. Yeah, it's basically like Breaking Bad. He just keeps saying it's for his family, but <laughs> really, it's for him. It's just his own selfish. Yeah, it was for me. And then he's making math. <laughs> There's a lot of like scenes of him being like not. Of him like not being great like there's a scene where <laughs> he's like flirting with like the underwear model at the thing yeah oh in the department store yeah yeah that's like one of the earliest scenes he says he's like, that flirting like it's the weirdest interaction with a human like, being <laughs> yeah yeah well, I think, you know, if we talk about, you know, what's kind of dated about this movie now, Chevy like, Chase. this, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No one wants to work with Chevy Chase. Yeah. Well, that, was dated, dated. that wasn't dated at the time. <laughs> it probably was, but I mean, Ugh. maybe not, because, like, no one, I, again, we've, kind of, this movie's been kind of canonized as one of those movies they show every year, so I feel like that wasn't something that was kind of a red flag, but now it's yeah. just so weird that, like, like, no one, like, she literally at the end of the scene, like, lifts up her skirt. Yeah. And like exposes her thigh. Yeah. It's like this random weird this, middle-aged These are the dude. movies we grew up on. I just yeah. want to point that out. Like it's almost we're maladjusted as if, human beings. It's almost as if like a middle-aged dude wrote the movie that we're watching like <laughs> <laughs> Oh god, yeah. Yeah. But I th- I thought that stuff was hilarious when I was a kid. So yeah, it does make me worried about yeah, the entertainment we grew up on. Yeah. I don't know. But I feel you like think it's fine. No, I, I I don't know. Like, I feel like you can watch something and not fully take it in. You can't like, it doesn't have to change you. You know what I mean? I guess, like, you know, like in the original Vacation, because they keep kind of riffing on that thing where he's got kind of this fantasy woman yeah. that he keeps daydreaming about. And he's really the, nice to his wife. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and in the first one, it was like Christy Brinkley or someone like that. Right? right? I can't remember who, but that he sees on the highway just in the car. Mm. And that and was just Billy Joel. Wait, was she married to Billy Joel? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, that sounds. <laughs> like, I don't know if that's that who it was. Mike, I don't like, remember. Wait. Okay, continue. Sorry, <laughs> but like that felt so surreal. Like you never hear her speak. It's just on the highway. Like it even right. feels like that scene might be in his mind. Yeah, yeah. Whereas this is so like, it's a person in a store. Yeah, yeah. he tells her that his wife is dead. That's pretty bad. Then he changes it to divorced. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's better. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, oh, I better not say my wife is dead. That's a <laughs> shitty husband thing to do. And it's also, uh, yeah, good thing like his son isn't abducted in the store because no one's watching him while he's <laughs> yeah. trawling but for women. But that was the 80s where you didn't have to be watched all the time as a kid. Yeah. 
Yeah, anyway. Yeah, it was fun. (laughs) Anyway, he wants to have this perfect Christmas. He does, like, the Christmas lights. He does the house all up. And that's, like, a funny scene where he's, like, getting ready to, like, you know, show it to the family. I guess, like, this is the in-laws have already arrived. Uh, They show up, like, you know, two weeks before Christmas. And he, like, (laughs) he sets up all the lights. so early. So early. I thought it was – and that's why it's weird that he keeps on going back to work because he's always at home with his in-laws. Like he's always right. doing something with them yeah. in the movie. Yeah, I don't know how he manages to get so much stuff done. Yeah, yeah. Still being, I'm aware. impressed. <laughs> as People someone just who, like, think has of him a as a bumbling job. idiot, but he gets a lot done in this movie. Yeah, that's true. Those lights. I put up like one strand of crappy lights in my house. It took me like two hours. A bottle of rum. <laughs> yeah. How many ladders did you fall off? Um, oh, I did. I did want to talk for a minute about the actors playing the in-laws because it's a bunch of great Mm -hmm. actors we've got eg marshall great old character actor playing beverly d'angelo's dad uh doris roberts yeah married him classic grandma and then we've got diane ladd Mm -hmm. who's laura dern's mom yeah and an oscar nominated actress hey that's another twin peaks connection yeah that's right (laughs) is this movie in the twin peaks universe (laughs) no (laughs) Is this like in the? Well, they know, wanted for, David Lynch. To what direct year is it? it? But he couldn't work with Chevy Chase. He wanted to replace him with a backwards talking little person. <laughs> it or actually, or then a tree with a, with brain a in it. balloon right. brain. <laughs> That's kind of what their Christmas tree looks like at the end, though, of this movie. Yes, <laughs> it's yeah, totally burnt down. So you know what people say, Dan. I am the arm. <laughs> people say Dan Harmon is so creative. Why wasn't like one of the seasons of the Community just have a tree brain <laughs> character just replaces Chevy Chase? This movie is kind of in the Twin Peaks universe for the neighbors because they have all that like 90s furniture and it's very oh, like yeah. late 80s stuff. Oh, well, yeah. We haven't even talked about the neighbors. And they're very <laughs> yuppie. They fit like in the, in the Twin Peaks Yeah, universe. that's so weird. Yeah. Like, they have like literally like one interaction with the Griswolds where like somebody's like Merry Christmas and they're like eh like maybe she's Jewish or something. <laughs> well, no, the, the first interaction they have is really awful because... The neighbor says, where are you going to put a tree that big? And he says, bend over and I'll show you. And he says, you got a lot of nerve. And then he says, I wasn't talking to you. Oh, yeah. Implying that he was talking to his wife, Julia yeah. Louis-Dreyfus. Yeah. Which is fucking awful. Yeah. For his, and we're supposed to be rooting for yeah, him. I know. It's the first time we've seen each other, we've seen them interact with each other. And, we're, and we, yeah, we're somehow we're supposed to be like, yeah, go get him, Clark. He, he's a complete asshole throughout this entire movie. Like when he's saying like, Merry Christmas to everyone, and he's like, fuck you, hope you die. Like as he go by in that line. Yeah. I would love to see like a movie that shows us them when they're not in this movie. Like they're coming home from working at like a children's charity yeah. <laughs> or right, something. Right. Like they're just yeah. these really great people. The box of puppies in the back of their yeah. car. Yeah, and they don't have like a family because she's infertile. Or yeah, something right. Like yeah, that. <laughs> right. But they own a CD player, so fuck them, <laughs> assholes. Yeah, and they like keep on getting like punished, not just not by the Griswolds, but by like God. It seems like <laughs> because like when Chevy Chase is up there on the hanging up the lights, he like falls down and pulls down the eaves troughs, and yeah. like this like massive missile of ice from the eaves troughs like goes through their window and, and creates then... a riddle for them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, and they're like, "There's nothing here, but there's this pool of water." It could have been. An Ice bullet solves it. Yeah. And yeah. that's, of course, Julia Louis-Dreyfus. But the guy who's awful is Christopher Guest's younger brother. Oh, really? Oh, really? Yeah. So there's like a couple of like B-Rays. Yeah. They're like, <laughs> Second rate. Get me the actors. siblings of comedy legends to <laughs> round out the supporting cast. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, so at this point also, of course, we get the only person who could possibly rival Chevy Chase in uncouthness. <laughs> <laughs> and also, again, a second-rate brother. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Randy Quaid. Quaid. <laughs> As Cousin Eddie, who is like a recurring character yeah. in the vacation movies. Yeah. I loved Cousin Eddie when I was a kid. Was he I in the second that- one? I can't remember. I think so. The second one? European Vacation. Oh, yeah. European Vacation. No, I never saw that. Yeah. Yeah. Did you like him in this movie? I remember thinking he was so funny when I was a kid. Yeah, for sure. Well, uh, I don't know. It's hard because <laughs> I feel like I just don't like Randy Quaid. Yeah. But also, like, he's playing, like, a person that you're not supposed to like. And I think he's kind of doing it well. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I mean, it, it's it's neither here nor there. Yeah. I think I, it's a little bit too broad. I actually. talked on the podcast about that time I had dinner across from Randy Quaid, right? Yeah, did he uh, empty a shitter? <laughs> <laughs> right. No, but he did bring his dog to Into like the a, restaurant. It was like a it was like a proper restaurant, and we were on the patio, like, and him oh, right, and like his a, wife, like a fancy Italian restaurant. Right? Yeah, well, it wasn't that fancy, but I mean, it was yeah. like nice enough. And this was right after like he'd fled to Canada and was seeking because right, uh, right. of the Star Killers. Yeah, exactly. And so they brought their dog, but like just outside the patio, and they were feeding the dog off their plates through the. <laughs> Through the fence, I and I like, just now realized that's literally the plot of this movie. It's not over here; and he's his food. Maybe don't uh, feed your dog off the table. <laughs> yeah, I wish I'd gone over and said that to him. <laughs> that would have been good. But also, he was like sitting like right next to us, and I, he had this big beard, and I was like, "Who is this guy? He looks so familiar." I thought it was. It was yeah, just, what are you pointing at? Bleeding. Oh Jesus! Sorry. No, I, no, I scratched fine. the. Yeah, no, that's fine. <laughs> I got shot. <laughs> no, I just scratched the thing. All right, cut Star that, Killers. Cut that part out. It's, it's not, it's, I think this is Star Whacker. I think Star Killer was like Luke Skywalker's original name. Oh, right. Star Whacker sounds a lot more sinister. <laughs> Star Whacker sounds Isn't like the worst job name? in the world. Um, okay, at a point. <laughs> you know, I don't want to beat up on this movie too much because, you know, I, there's a lot of funny parts in it. But if we are looking at at it with a critical eye now, I would say that one of the things I responded to less favorably was the idea that we're so sympathetic to Clark, who's like pretty rich guy, but his his plight in this movie is that he might not be able to afford a swimming pool. Yeah. Whereas Cousin Eddie shows up and his family is, you know, in abject poverty, going through his terrible time, and yeah. like their their poverty is just kind of the butt of the jokes for yeah, most of it. Yeah, but they're white trash. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> they're allowed to be miserable because yeah. they're dirty. But you, you also, <laughs> you're supposed to feel for their kids, though, right? And yeah. I think that's like... That's yeah. Because they're not going to get a Christmas. And like yeah. last year, they got the shaft. Oh, yeah. They got this. <laughs> Santa gave us the shaft last year. Yeah. That's pretty sad. But it's like, I, I feel like John Hughes, all of his writing sort of has like this sort of like classist sort of bent to it. Like the the yuppies next door, the people who like don't have a family, the double income, no kids, those people are bad. You're right. But also like the poor, poor people. people are bad, you know, like the guy who hasn't worked in seven years because he can't find a job probably. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they do talk about that character and how he like hasn't found a job in seven years and like holding out for a management position <laughs> which is a funny line it's yeah it's hard and they did have like a farm that he sold it just it just seems like the guy has some like mental health issues that no yeah. one's like addressing at all same with uh, you know home alone like he yeah. just you know vilifies two cat burglars you know yeah. do they deserve to be tortured like that <laughs> they could be doing that because they're in poor economic circumstances exactly. maybe they're stealing 
presents mm-hmm. to give their families a Christmas. Yeah, you know, I saw someone on Twitter, like, I guess was watching Home Alone and put up a screen grab. I can't remember who it was, but Harry, like, Joe Pesci is wearing a wedding ring in <laughs> oh, one of the scenes. So, like, yeah, maybe he is just There's trying to, like, feed his there. family at Christmas. I think, I think they're a couple, actually. And oh. they have, like, you know... Bert and Ernie, yeah. Yeah, and that's how they... That's why they fight so often, first of all. <laughs> um, anyway. That's nice. I, it's another reading. <laughs> I want to see the Rosencrantz and Guildenstern of that movie. Yeah, totally. For sure. But yeah, John Hughes has this thing where, like, he first of all, he finds violence really funny and right. people getting hurt really funny. Yeah. And I don't know if that is something that we do anymore. <laughs> it's yeah. kind of hard to watch. Yeah, it, like, kind of transitioned into, like, it was still violent, but then, like, weirdly gross in, like, the 90s with the those brothers that did Dumb and Dumber and... On stuff. Oh, yeah. Fairly Brothers. The Fairly Brothers. There yeah, you go. Great. Yeah, and they're great and they're funny, but they, they kind of transitioned, like, getting hurt a lot into, like, really gross out humor. And now I think we, we don't do any of that. Yeah, well, and so much. people got really tired of those, too, because they, oh, yeah, they sure. made a couple of great movies and then just started making terrible movies. And, yeah. And, yeah. I really want to rewatch Stuck on You. Oh, man. I really liked that movie when I first saw it. Me, too. It. Co starring yeah. Ben Carson as himself. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not kidding. Cool. Go go watch it. Ben Carson was he? He's the secretary of like housing or something, something now. Like well, he's he <laughs> plays himself because you know he's like a big brain surgeon. So yeah. there's like a surgery scene in that movie, right. and Doctor Ben Carson. Oh, weird. Also, Frankie Muniz plays himself. Oh, yeah. I'd rather have him as the secretary of housing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so comes down to Christmas dinner. Mm-hmm. There's not a lot like leading up to these sort of like events. It's just like, <laughs> there, you there's know, a lot of time vignettes. goes by. Yeah. There's like a little sort of like advent calendar of sort of scenes that sort of strings us along. I really yeah. like that as like a framing device. Yeah, yeah me too. For sure. yeah. And, and I love that we get little scenes. Like it does feel like a sketch show kind of uh, all around these, these characters. Like the sled scene where he like oils up his sled real fast. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's pretty. Did you guys find that funny? As a kid, I thought I found that hilarious. I'm asking you as an adult. <laughs> <laughs> I still found it kind of Jeez. funny. I found it kind of funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was it was funny just that it went from like zero to on fire. Uh, I found that very funny. So I always remember being confused, and I'm still confused now about like how his family could see him from the top of that hill <laughs> because he goes so comedic. Like he goes over a highway and into a Walmart <laughs> parking lot, and then yeah. at the end they're all like, "Ooh!" But it's like you wouldn't be able to see where he went. You would just no. be like, "Hey, I think our dad died. <laughs> <laughs> He's totally dead. He's he has dead to now. be dead." <laughs> <laughs> probably left like a flame trail like in Back to the Future. <laughs> yeah. Well, he does crash into a mall parking lot. You know? yeah. yeah. I also love how like bad the like the green screen is coming down the hill. Like Chevy well, Chase doesn't even look like he's like on anything. No. <laughs> he's just like, whoa. Well, I'm sure, I think he was uh, on something. His, his reaction is <laughs> so over the top. They're, they're so weird. They're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. And you're like, oh, are you acting right now? What's going on? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, bingo. One of the weird things funny. about like Chevy Chase's performance, like, he's a good comedian. Like, let's give him that. But he kind of, like, doesn't, like... And he has to do, like, a bunch of, like, the mushy Christmas stuff. And he doesn't really seem to be able to do that. Like, I kind of think he's probably a sociopath. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Well, from what I heard on SNL, it sounds like he's a sociopath for sure. I'm sure he, yeah, he's done some awful things. We've talked about some of them. But I think he has a a nice side, too. I remember a long time ago, we had your friend uh, on who was in Snow Day with him. Jan Brown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he talked about how uh, they went out for, like, lunch or something, and he was really nice. I was reading, uh, we'll talk a bit more about some of the things in the oral history of this movie, but Johnny Galecki, who plays uh, Rusty, mm-hmm. is said that 
he was really sweet to him and kind of like took him under his wing and took him like around the the lot and like to the set of like Ghostbusters 2 and and Beverly oh. Hills Cop and introduced him to people. That's nice. Yeah. Sweet. This is that asshole Bill Murray. <laughs> and working with your bro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but Johnny Galecki had to break up a fist fight. <laughs> well, there yeah. you go. That's, that is nice. Anyway, so Christmas dinner, it's a big scene. Mm-hmm. You know, everything starts to go wrong. First of all, like the like weird like aunt comes in and she's like you know, has like dementia or something like that. Oh yeah, which is always really sad when you see it in real life and with this your is, family. But it becomes hilarious through the magic of the movies. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And this is like that. Fun, the one of the funniest moments is with that cat in the box. Yeah, so great. She's great. I can't remember her name. We'll have to look it up. But that actress was like the original voice of Betty Boop. Yeah, and what? Olive That's Oil crazy. in the Popeye cartoons. Wow, mm. huge. She's great in this too. Yeah, yeah, she's, she's very, very funny. And yeah, she like she wraps like, all these like things in like as presents, but it's like a cat and a jello mold. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but the cat like gets out and and chews like the electric Christmas lights and uh, gets fried mm-hmm. at one point. Yeah, the uncle like the goes up burns the down the Christmas tree, and then he yeah. has then Clark goes out and cuts down another one. Busted through the yuppie couple's window again, because fuck them. <laughs> and then there's like that scene where there's a squirrel in the Christmas tree. Yeah, there's so much animal madness in this in this movie. There's the squirrel, the cat, and the dog. <laughs> animal all madness. Animal madness. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's part of the 80s formula, though. Like, oh, yeah, sure. If you're doing an 80s comedy, you got to have animal madness. you got to have ladder falling. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. you got to have confused old people. That's, yeah. you know, that's a trifectica. Um, trifectica? Is that the word? I think it's just trifecta. That's the trifectic. <laughs> <laughs> Trifectica. <laughs> Sweet. Yeah, that's, that's, that's the word. Yeah. And then he finally gets the the uh, the bonus, right? Right. Yeah. Which is no bonus. Well, we'll talk about that after the break. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Okay, we're back. We're talking about National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. It's the Griswold family Christmas dinner. Everybody is there. They got the turkey out. Yeah, you know, it's been ruined. They do the you know infamous, they cut open the turkey, and it's like, I don't know, some sort of like, just it's, like, ah, it looks yeah. like a face hugger or something. <laughs> and the sound is like a death gasp. It's yeah. awful. It's yeah. awful to listen to. Yeah. That's a funny part, too. I guess that's one of the classic scenes oh yeah well they all start like eating out of out of like being trying to be nice to her and they're just like chewing on the gristle like everything's yeah, gristle. yeah. Well, that's like relatable like a lot Definitely. of the things that i think make this movie a classic are that like they're only like a slight exaggeration from reality like right. they're going to get the christmas tree and mm-hmm. having to do too much work about it or like the turkey not turning out those things like we've experienced and we've all eaten a turkey dinner which was a little bit too dry i'm sorry mom <laughs> <laughs> and try to be nice about it (laughs) yeah and i feel like i don't really remember that clearly but i think european vacation which was the one before this got pretty wacky right like yeah like pretty uh 
even more cartoonish. And this one like verges on that territory at times, but I think you're right. The fact that it like comes back down to those like moments that are that are relatable that aren't that outside of of reality. Yeah. Like it gets silly, certainly with the squirrel and the dog, and the fact that yeah, like the universe just wants to like punish these two people for not having children and owning <laughs> but, a CD player. Yeah, <laughs> but we also get some of those like tender moments where he's like watching the film reels in the attic and stuff like yeah, that. right, yeah, dusting off really old presents that he forgot was up. There. We didn't talk about that. That I always find that weird too, because like. <laughs> thing is so weird how Chevy Chase acts in that scene because yeah. the yeah. one part where like he's watching yeah, all these old movies of like Christmases from his, when he was a kid and it's kind of a nice scene and they're playing Ray Charles yeah and uh, <laughs> there's one part where like I guess the director was probably just like now now look like you're really enjoying this or something and his eyes just like bug out all of a sudden it's like <laughs> what happened in the yeah. movie to warrant. And he's like laugh That's crying. That's what he looks like really when he's like fantasizing about the girl out the window. <laughs> it's <laughs> the same look. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. we didn't they talk about that, shot scene that too. Yeah, because yeah. again, going back to like the Breaking Badness of it. Yeah, he, the whole time he's like, I want to get the swimming pool for my family, and his fantasy about his family enjoying the pool very quickly <laughs> devolves into him just getting like naked saleswomen. They had a the pool in Breaking Bad, so that's true. You know, could have become a thing. Yeah. yeah, everybody with a pool is evil. Well, and he's like. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like True. some sort of like business chemist because he creates all these like compounds. For, he should make drugs. Non nutritive yeah. cereal varnishes. Yeah, exactly. Weird. Yeah. Um, yeah, that but, was weird. Okay, so yeah, he, eventually the thing he's been worried about, Christmas bonus, finally arrives. This yeah. guy comes to the door. He says, sorry, you know, it was stuck between the seats and, you know, I was supposed to bring it yesterday, but here it is. And so he brings it out. The family's all gathered around. He makes this big speech, tells them about how he's going to buy this swimming pool and how if it's enough money, he's going to invite everybody for the grand unveiling. What's so great about this scene is that is that you know you know it's going to go bad. If it's yeah. your first time watching it, you know that he's setting himself up for disappointment. So everything he's saying is just you're cringing at. I, yeah, I find that very entertaining. Yeah, and yeah. of course, like he doesn't get his bonus. It's like no. a subscription to the Jelly of the Month Club. Which is pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Which I, I, this might be my favorite line in the movie when Randy Quaid says, that's the gift that keeps on giving the whole year. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I find that so funny. Yeah. <laughs> I like that line. But also, yeah. you know what? Maybe don't, because he, doesn't he say like he wrote a check for the deposit that he didn't even have enough money in the yeah. bank to cover? Yeah. Maybe don't idea. do that. Yeah. Yeah. Just wait until you get your bonus. Like, it's not like it's a thing that needs to be there on Christmas. Just, yeah. you know, tell your family. He, he does have that thing where he's like, they need to break ground right when it thaws. So I need to put the upfront. Like, he, oh. there's a lot of like explanation as right. to why he needed it because they knew that was going to happen. Because they knew someone, some jerk like me <laughs> was going to start a podcast. Yeah. But there's like there's like three or four lines about it. I'm like, oh, you're really like trying to hammer this down, yeah. aren't you? Well, it's like such like this movie is trying to like position him as like the, sort of like the quintessential American family man, mm-hmm. right? Like he has his family, he has his job, which is pretty good. He wants to like make the best out of Christmas, and he wants like his like luxury item, the thing that he's worked for, you know, the thing that will allow it to all like sort of come together, mm-hmm. and it puts all like this importance on it. And of course, like he hasn't. It's stupid because he, you know, hasn't earned it yet. Yeah. Or he's, like, depending on, like, this, like, you know, thing that he doesn't know isn't a guarantee. Mm-hmm. But he does say that, like, he's gotten it, like, the Christmas bonus, like, for the last 17 years. And so if it's 17 years, it's, like, sort of, like, expected. Yeah. I mean, there is a line where he says something like, you know, it's fine if you don't want to give out bonuses, but, like, when people expect them, 
But again, it all just feels like a little like, you know, yeah. it's a far cry from like, it's a wonderful life or something. Where- yeah. Like he's like, <laughs> I don't have money to feed my family. Yeah. yeah. Well, there's not like any. I'm like, going to jail. Yeah. You don't see any I real really consequences. Want he yeah. Just, he'll lose his deposit. Yeah. But I think that's what kind of helps make this a comedy is that there are no. Like, although there's that really poor family that is his cousin. So I don't know. Maybe, yeah, yeah, maybe it wouldn't work. Well, they're fine. You can just get them junk from the dollar store. They're so poor, they'll enjoy any toys. Jesus. (laughs) What? I'm speaking from a place of truth. Oh, my God. And experience. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I forgot how your dad used to steal Christmas trees. (laughs) I'm just saying, when we showed up unannounced in our RV, (laughs) our distant relatives just bought us a bunch of junk and we were happy. (laughs) that's Uh, the true meaning so so he finally says that if if Eddie wants to get him a present he wants his boss wrapped up in a bow that's that's not what he says he says if anybody he says if anybody wants to give him a present what he'd really like is his boss wrapped up in a bow so he can tell him what he really feels he doesn't explicitly tell his cousin go and kidnap my boss no but he but they've been saying like his cousin's been like i'm gonna get you something real special clark like, the entire yeah. way so we're he also specifically in his like freak out he's got this spectacular freak out which we yeah. didn't really talk about but also like he specifically has to mention the street that his boss lives on <laughs> yeah, in the freak out so eddie <laughs> will know so where funny. to go he also yeah. doesn't mention like the the specific address but he says like yeah. the street name <laughs> take two turns uh, yeah go past the mall <laughs> if you see the red house you've gone too far <laughs> sorry where was i in my freak out yeah, yeah. so that yeah so he does it brings brings over bdm brian doyle murray <laughs> i'm gonna make a stick i hope his middle name doesn't begin with an s because that's a whole other <laughs> acronym yeah <laughs> And brings him back to the house. The cops end up coming. Yeah, the cops yeah. end up coming. And he, he tells his boss, like, yeah, it was a shitty thing what you did, and you should have done it. And he appeals to him, and he sort of changes his heart and decides that he's going to reinstate the bonuses, plus 20% for Clark, because he's kidnapped him. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but doesn't want doesn't want it to turn bad, you know. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't want this man to kill him next time. Yeah, it would have been funny if he was like, and you can have your bonus. And he's like, great, I can put him in the pool. And he's like, a pool? That's what this was all about? <laughs> you kidnapped me for a pool? I thought you had mortgage payments or something. In, in deep with bookies. I thought one of your kids was maybe dying. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, man, but then yeah. it ends, you know, happily. On a nice note. Yeah, kind yeah. of. Yeah. There's like a... Well, there's like an explosion in like the... Yeah, I guess that part wasn't so happy. I mean, it was happy. Not happy about an explosion. Oh, yeah, because they, <laughs> they... Yeah, because Cousin Eddie was like dumping his... <laughs> Sewage right into the sewer. Yeah. It explodes. Yeah. What did Chekhov say about introducing <laughs> sewage deposits in the, in the early yeah. stages of a It's got to go off by the second act. <laughs> I want to talk a little bit of trivia about this movie. Because yeah. there's a lot. There's a lot to talk about. So I was looking up this director, this uh, Jeremiah Chechik. So he also directed Benny and June after this. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. That's a great movie. I remember loving that movie. I do, too. I haven't watched it in a long time, though. No, me neither. I wish there was a show that talked about those kinds of things. Didn't I also see that he directed The Avengers? He directed The the Crappy Avengers. (laughs) The one with... uh Sean Connery and uh, Uma Thurman. Oh, Sean Connery and Ray Uma Thurman were in the Avengers. That's amazing. Well, like the adaptation of the British. It TV must have been show. like a side character. Like no, no, like oh, it's not God. the Marvel comics. Of uh, it's, like, it's like a, it's the British. It's one. like a spy thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a TV show, and then they made a movie. Of the it. movie was a famous bomb. So I think he's just been mainly doing TV after that. But so this was his first movie, and. 
Apparently, he got the gig because Kubrick like talked about a series of beer commercials this guy did in an <laughs> interview. Yeah, so it was in a 1987 interview for the New York Times. Stanley Kubrick said, what did he say? He said, they're just boy-girl leading up to pouring beer, all in 30 seconds, beautifully edited and photographed. Economy instead of statement is not something that films are noted for. Wow, high so, praise from the master. Yeah, so uh, basically Kubrick just I think, was I think talking about thirsty. Drunk. I, think, I think he had drank all that beer. Yeah, Kubrick just was talking about a beer commercial he liked in an interview, and that led to like Spielberg calling this guy and like what? enlisting him to make a movie that I think fell through, but uh, he was already uh, popular at Warner Brothers, and Jesus. and that led to him uh, doing Christmas Vacation. Well, I read that originally the director of this was supposed to be Chris Columbus. Yeah, and he had done like a couple weeks of second unit stuff and had met with Chevy Chase and was just decided he couldn't fucking work with him. Oh, really? And it's so Chevy? he like he was like, look, I know that I need the work. He went to Steven Spielberg. He's like, look, I know that I need the work. I know I said I'd do anything, but I can't work with him. And Even so, John Hughes. Yeah, with John yeah, Hughes. Yeah. Sorry. And then instead they gave him another movie where people get hurt and we laugh at it. Home Alone. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. The story that I heard that he tells is that he went in for the first like meeting. And this would have been his first directing gig, I think. Right. Or maybe second. But he went in for the first meeting and Chevy Chase thought he was like an assistant and asked him to go get coffee or something. And he was like, and it just got worse from there. <laughs> so yeah, he said he couldn't work with them. And, and he said, you know, to John Hughes's credit, John Hughes didn't know him, but basically like offered this movie cause he liked him and saw potential. And rather he than, didn't have any like uh, good words from Stanley Kubrick, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, based on that, John Hughes was like, instead of being like, I gave you an opportunity and you blew it off. He gave him uh, a couple of other scripts possibilities. And, and one of them was home alone. That's nice. And Christmas legend was made Yeah, that day. <laughs> <laughs> because of Chevy Chase being an asshole. Yeah, <laughs> wow. pretty much. Yeah. Can you imagine how much history would be different if he was a nice guy? <laughs> <laughs> well, also because, like, yeah, John Hughes wrote Home Alone, but I also read, like, you know, John Hughes brought a lot to it. Like, I don't think the old man character was a character in the script. I think that was something John Hughes came up with. Right. And without that old man, Kevin would have just been murdered. So <laughs> dark ending for Home Alone. I do also want to mention, this was based on a short story oh. that John Hughes wrote, as was the original Vacation. Weird. The original Vacation was Lots based... Lots movies do that. Yeah. But not many, not a lot of comedy movies. Like it's, yeah, this one was the original... Do Where's My Car is based off a short story by Raymond Carver. <laughs> <laughs> yep. That's it. <laughs> in the original, in the vacation short story, it ended really darkly, if I remember correctly. I think, like, at the end, Clark, after breaking into Wally World, gets arrested, and after he tries to, like, stab... Wally right. or whoever the guy who ran Wally World was, the sort of Walt Disney analog. And I think it actually was Walt Disney in the in the story. I think it was Disneyland. And mm -hmm. So he, this was like a kind of follow-up to that, and it was called Christmas 59. And because it took place, you know, it was, it was kind of a about his own childhood, okay. I think. So uh, 1959 is what you're saying. Na exactly, yeah. Okay. So I read some of it. it. It is online. It took a steep left turn into racism. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, because basically, like, I think it's Clark's... 1959. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Clark's parents show up with basically, like, a slave, almost? Like, a guy from Thailand who is living with them and does 
chores for them. Oh <laughs> my no. god! I'm pulling on my collar so much. That but I'm also, leave the room. and uh, in the way it's written, in it's the nuts. book speaks with you know his R's and L's interchanged. Like when he shows up to to meet Clark and says, "I'll sleep in your basements." Oh, yeah, just real, real good stuff. Then the Clark Holiday character spirit. describes him as having huge beaver teeth and oh glasses my like my grandpa's. Oh, <laughs> holy shit! Uh, so good edit on the part of the filmmakers <laughs> for, not, for not bringing Mickey Rooney in or something. <laughs> uh, oh, it gets yeah. even worse actually. At but the, but it's weird that they looked at that and were like. Yeah, we can make a film around that. Like, yeah. it's, it's yeah. weird. Well, John Hughes looked at the thing he had written and was right. like, yeah, this is great. Oh, God, John Hughes. And then probably someone convinced him not to include that character. But it gets even worse because the end of the story ends with them discovering that that character stole all of their stuff <laughs> and was fleeing the house. And basically they use like a BB gun to like they wrestle him? him out. of. He crashes his car and they like wrestle him out with a BB gun. And uh, I don't even want to read this. It's so yeah. awful. But he says, I'm not a criminal. I'm underprivileged. Oh, my so, God. Uh, oh, my Lord. That's, that's the story. This was, yeah. I can't believe that, that mo- this movie is based on that. Yeah. The man right? who wrote that made this movie. Unless it was like some kind of internet prank that I've fallen for. Yeah, that yeah, is yeah. the story that this movie yeah. is based on. <laughs> like Anon is it's just like, yes, he fell for it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Nine gag is laughing right crazy. now. Yeah, isn't that awful? Yeah. I think I broke Christmas <laughs> by telling yeah. everyone that. <laughs> God. Old also, man John Hughes. Also in the, on Christmas. the sad... Well, re- what's Christmas without your racist uncle? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> also, racist old man. Also in the sad revelation department, they went to shoot the squirrel scene at the end of this movie, and the, they had to stop immediately because the squirrel died. <laughs> Whoa, no. Apparently Chevy Chase beat it with a hammer in a sack. Oh, God, I wouldn't even put it past him. No, no, it didn't. They... Chevy Chase probably one of those scenes from the short story in there. It's awful. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like, why would we take those out? I signed on for the racism. <laughs> yeah. This is going to be in a special edition, right? No? <laughs> Jesus. No, well, apparently squirrels don't live that long, so it's just like natural yeah, costs. Especially when they're oh. being chased by dogs. That's true. It probably didn't help matters. No. <laughs> They're like God. shoving it at a Christmas tree and yeah. having a dog chase it. But then, Pulling oh, it yeah. on a string. God. Like I mentioned earlier, there's this big oral history of the movie published in Rolling Stone. And there were some good tidbits in that. Beverly D'Angelo said that the director, when they first got together, said, we're going to figure out how your characters walk. <laughs> and she was like, what? This is Christmas vacation. That'd be great if we were doing La Strada or something. <laughs> I thought that was funny. Good yeah, she, she knows what movie she's in. That's great. Diane Ladd apparently was really bummed out because like, she'd just gotten, or not just, but she'd been Oscar nominated for Alice Doesn't Live Here Anymore. She'd done lots of things. And then when she kind of came back to do movies, the only thing she got was Christmas vacation. And she said she was like crying on the set because... She's just depressed that this was the role she got. Because she was also like playing way older than she actually was. So, like, she said, she was wearing Shelly Winter's dead mom's dress. Uh, Oh, my God. They put it through the wash. And she had to put, like, the director do that just to, like, make her walk a certain way? No. (laughs) (laughs) No, She put in baby baby powder in her hair and wore, like, glasses she got at the Salvation Army. So, right. And apparently she was only, like, eight years older than Chevy Chase. Yeah. Oh, that's crazy. It's crazy. 
That's so fucked. yeah, that's kind of shitty. Yeah, like teen pregnancy. That's that Amy Schumer skit, like the playing moms in in Hollywood. Like one day you're playing a daughter, and the next day you're playing a mom. Yeah, there's like no day in between. It's awful. Oh, and Beverly D'Angelo said that you know that scene at the end where the SWAT team tells them all to freeze, and she has her hand on Chevy Chase's crotch. Right. Yeah. And, and then you know waves or something, and then has to put it back because that would be great. <laughs> <laughs> no, but apparently okay. that was just something that her and Chevy Chase decided to do and uh, he was just like grab my crotch <laughs> she was like ah <laughs> no but she said they didn't see if anyone noticed and no one said anything so that's in a Christmas movie Weird. well I mean this is a Christmas movie where like the main character calls a bunch of people assholes yeah and then says true. that he's an asshole yeah so but he Merry learns Christmas. He, he has a character act right he learns at the end not really because he gets what he wants yeah and then at the end he also says like I did it so he just thinks like yeah. There were no flaws in his plan. <laughs> yeah. Bingo. <laughs> oh, and there is a, a sequel to this movie. Did you guys ever watch National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation 2? Cousin Eddie's Island Adventure. No, but I want to so bad. Ed Asner. Wow. Was it good? I don't think so. No, yeah, it wasn't good. It's about we haven't watched it, and it wasn't good. Cousin Eddie, like going to some tropical island with his family, and then getting shipwrecked on a deserted island. Nothing says Christmas on Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> but it's also weird because it's Christmas Vacation too. But Christmas Vacation was the third movie in a franchise, <laughs> right? right. <laughs> Technically, Vegas Vacation is the sequel to Christmas Vacation. Yeah, yeah. Did you guys ever watch that? No, no. No, or maybe. I, I, think, I think I, I that watched one, it. Yeah. Yeah. And then there was like the reboot, Vacation. Yeah, which was still like in the continuity of... Because it was the kids, right? Because yeah, it was yeah. the kids, and I think Chevy Chase and Beverly D'Angelo are back. Yeah. In the trailer, it had too many poop jokes, and I was like, hey, I'm not going to watch that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can poop at home for free. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I can make... Yeah. Yeah, no, I didn't see that either. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But I do. I think there is something about like... I think the only reason... Because obviously like the kids are all different. In all the different movies. Yeah. Um, and this one, it's Juliette Lewis is one of the kids. Yeah, we haven't, ta- haven't even talked about her, because she's really funny in this. Yeah. yeah she has yeah. that scene in the auditorium with Robert De Niro. It's really creepy. <laughs> <laughs> was, I think that was a different movie. Oh, okay. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I thought she was really good. I actually thought Johnny Galecki was really good. Yeah, the kid yeah he was good, too. He sucks now, though. Yeah. I saw also in that... <laughs> Sorry, dude. In that oral history, Chevy Chase said something like, what's he making, $100 million an episode? I'm sitting here talking to you. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, I thought he was really good as a, as yeah. a kid actor. <laughs> that like line where his dad asked him to like, help him check all the lights, and then he's like, looks at his watch and goes, look at the time. And yeah. Walks away. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I got to rustle the hogs. <laughs> yeah. Good delivery. That's yeah. That's pretty funny. That was pretty good. Any other like trivia or facts? They did say that uh, Johnny Galecki like vetoed like a a heartwarming kind of scene between father and son, which apparently they'd done in all the other movies. But <laughs> so I'm not doing it. Yeah. <laughs> Have you met this Chevy Chase guy? I don't. Know. Oh yeah. <laughs> Well, it's sort of like it ends with like the mall sort of out in the out in the lawn, and like the woman who played Betty Boop sings the uh, Star Spangled right, Banner. Yeah. And yeah, previously, yeah. she did like the Pledge of Allegiance mm-hmm. right. thing for Grace. Yeah, to say Grace. It seemed like a really weird, intentional sort of like thing to like sort of position this family as like the quintessential like American family. Yeah. What did you guys think about that? <sighs> I didn't think of it that way. It's weird. I thought of it more as like, I thought it was a nice scene in that she obviously 
has the Pledge of Allegiance confused with Grace yeah. because she's old and senile. And the nice part of it is I like that everyone goes along with it. Like Eddie stands up and like starts reciting it. I like that everyone kind of like humors her. No one, you know, con- contradicts her or corrects yeah. her. I don't. I didn't think of it as like a a pro America. Well, I don't know. I don't think if it's a. I don't know if it's a pro America thing. I just think it's like a. You know, like it's. They're trying to make like, the quintessential American family. Yeah, and that's like yeah. something about like John Hughes movies, like the way that it sort of like looks at looks at these families like through like a fucked up Edward Hopper lens. I mean, it's like Edward Hopper, but fucked up. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, those Edward Hopper. Wait, no, not Edward Hopper. You know the diner guy? Yeah. Oh, I thought so like, they're thinking of like Norman Rockwell. Well, yeah, or yeah. that, except like they're all assholes. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I, I can see what you mean. I, th- I think that's definitely what he's going for. Yeah. yeah. And maybe like another part of the reason why it's sort of like become one of those movies that like gets shown every year and that people like watch over and over again. People I, re- I think really identify with it, you know? Yeah, it is weirdly, I mean, it's like all the 80s movies, they're all the characters that have any sort of control over anything are the men and it's everything is like really whitewashed. Like I don't think we see the person of any other race in this movie like not even I th- see. I think well, that's probably for the best after reading the short <laughs> yeah, story. I know, I know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I really dodged a bullet on that one. Oh god. Yeah. Yeah. No, so I, I, I think agree, if yeah. they're trying to make it a quintessential American family, it's like, that's not the quintessential... Yeah, it's a quintessential American white family. Yeah, exactly. The cop at the end is black. <laughs> right, right. And some of the buskers earlier, I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, I, I completely agree. Maybe we should roll this into talking about if it was rewatchable or not. Yeah. Definitely. Blaine, what do you think? Yeah. <laughs> After everything we complained about in this movie and how much of an asshole Chevy Chase is and the horrible original content that it came from, I still like it because I watched it so much as a kid and I know every line of it. And there's so little tradition that I have in my family because it was just like me and my mom and my grandmother and stuff for a long time. And so my mom was always like, we have no traditions. And I was like, we have Die Hard and we had National Lampoons. And like that's what we watch every year. So it, you, you mean the other National Lampoons? Like you watch Low National, National Lampoons, Lampoons <laughs> Van Wilder? <laughs> yeah, exactly. All of them. Senior all of trip. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, and so... It is part of kind of my Christmas tradition, so I, oh. I, I'm going to say – I'm not going to say that it's not rewatchable because it, it fits in with – Because it would some... break your mom's heart. Because <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it would ruin my family and – no. So I think it's I think it's rewatchable. I think it's problematic because I'll get it. one out. thing to go right. You just wanted <laughs> Christmas vacation to be rewatchable. Right. Yeah. When I was a kid, I always thought like everyone got bonuses from their jobs. Yeah. And then – I've never gotten a bonus. I know no one that gets a bonus. Like, when are we getting of... the podcast bonus? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, podcast. Because I put, I just wrote a big check. Yeah, <laughs> but you guys all come over to my money. pool. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what about you, Jim? Did you think this is rewatchable? I mean, I feel kind of dumb saying it's not rewatchable because I've probably rewatched it thirty times. Right. But yeah, well, I mean, like I've never sat down and like watched it critically like we did now. Mm-hmm. And there are some like weird things about it. Not as weird as the book. or the story but yeah like i i think i would like show it to future generations with some caveats put it in the library of congress (laughs) (laughs) i'm sure it's already there they just didn't they just put the goonies in there or something oh i think die hard and the goonies just went or some kind of film preservation nice thing that's good worth it national registry or whatever 
Yeah, so I guess I'd have to say it's rewatchable because I think there's a lot of funny stuff. And I think it's one of those movies that a lot of people do rewatch. So there's got to be something in there. I mean, there's a lot of things that I think they should change if they, you know, remake it with Ed Helms or whatever. But yeah, uh, yeah, looking at the story, it could have been worse. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, for sure. What about you, Rob? Yeah, I mean, I don't have like a history with this, but I went in it with like fresh eyes. And, you know, I did appreciate... I a lot of like what they were trying to do mm-hmm. i think that like i sort of as like somebody who's almost an adult i sort of feel like i can identify with like chevy chase's sort of like desire to have like a good christmas and mm-hmm. to have something like that is just nice and meaningful mm-hmm. and it not to ever go right i guess like i am more empathetic about my parents when they tried to do it you know when they freaked out about christmas and right. sometimes were awful about it <laughs> so i there was a lot that i liked about it i think like any movie there's stuff that doesn't hold up but i think also as like a comedy i think we can be pretty forgiving not of like any of like the you know racism of the short story or anything like that but for like you know being like a bit silly or for not like adding up to like this big cohesive emotional moment or not having like super high stakes i mean for a christmas movie it's like a fun christmas movie and that's like a good thing yeah 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 it doesn't bring peace on earth or goodwill to man. In fact, it only brings bad will to man, <laughs> particularly the man and woman next door. <laughs> yeah, I just that's uh, that's almost like the worst part of it. It's like just give us like any reason to like not like these people other than the fact that they like to jog <laughs> yeah. and yeah. and like shower before sex and have a CD player <laughs> and don't have kids at Christmas. Like all of those things, you know, just it reminds me, remember the, like the pl- first planet, new Planet of the Apes movie where like the, the guy who's like the shitty neighbor is the guy who doesn't want James Franco to have an ape in the neighborhood. <laughs> and we're supposed to be like, fuck that guy. Cause at the end he like contracts a deadly disease and we're like, yeah, you deserve that. It's like, no, <laughs> that guy was, was right. totally justified in not wanting an ape running around the neighborhood. <laughs> yeah. Well, if I take anything from this movie, don't have an ape. <laughs> Just forego the apes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, that's rewatchability. Thank you for listening. I want to thank again our Patreons. You can find us on iTunes or Apple Music, I believe it's called. You can find us on Apple Podcasts. You can find us on Apple Podcasts. You know this isn't a song, right? <laughs> Sing us out, Rob. <laughs> Sleigh bells ring. Are you listening? You can uh, follow us on Twitter and like us on Facebook. And we're also at www.rewatchability.com. I don't think you need to say www anymore. <laughs> HTTPS colon. Is it the backslash or? Two backslashes. And first you log into your PPP. <laughs> Again, have a Merry Christmas or Happy Holidays or just like have a nice couple of days off. It's, yeah. a, it's a good time to be inside and be with people and have a little bit too much to drink. <laughs> Yeah, okay. <laughs> like Rob did this bunch. <laughs> it's that time. Christmas time is here. Everybody knows. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that 
Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.